Hello out there. It's Friday night, and this is White Ashflies with Colin Mahoney. I hope you all had a good week and are looking forward to an even better weekend. Thank you so much for tuning in to this Valentine's Day edition of Sonnet Octagon, that series in which William Shakespeare, in the afterlife, is compelled over and over and over again to confront three sonnets from an opponent with three sonnets of his own. For all the marbles, whatever that means. Tonight, Elizabeth Barrett Browning showed up with three poems from Sonnets from the Portuguese, a sequence of 44 sonnets written to her husband Robert Browning in 1845 and 46, when she was 39 and 40 years old. These are not, however, translations. Browning's nickname for Elizabeth was My Little Portuguese, and the title may have been intended to distance the poets from the intimate candor in these poems. For both Shakespeare and Barrett Browning, love is both central to true joy and essentially tragic. In Sonnet 91, Shakespeare writes, Thy love is better than high birth, richer than wealth. But the lover is wretched in this alone, that thou mayest take all this away, and me most wretched make. Indeed, in Sonnets 97 and 98, his beloved's absence turned spring and summer into winter. For Elizabeth Barrett Browning, who spent much of her life in solitude, thoughts of her beloved are painfully inadequate and only remind her of his absence. Because, she writes, in this deep joy to see and hear thee and breathe within thy shadow a new air, I do not think of thee. I am too near thee. You can find White Ash Flies on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, SoundCloud, and Anchor FM. And you can follow us on Twitter at ColinMahoney15. And now, Sonnet Octagon on White Ash Flies. Three Sonnets by William Shakespeare. Sonnet 91 Some glory in their birth, some in their skill, some in their wealth, some in their body's force, some in their garments, though newfangled ill, some in their hawks and hounds, some in their horse. And every humor hath his adjunct pleasure, wherein it finds a joy above the rest. But these particulars are not my measure. All these I better in one general best. Thy love is better than high birth to me, richer than wealth, prouder than garments cost, of more delight than hawks or horses be. And having thee of all men's pride I boast, wretched in this alone, that thou mayest take all this away, and me most wretched make. Sonnet 97 How like a winter hath my absence been from thee, the pleasure of the fleeting year! What freezings have I felt, 
what dark days seen, what old December's bareness everywhere. And yet this time removed was summer's time, the teeming autumn big with rich increase, bearing the wanton burden of the prime like widowed wombs after their lord's decease. Yet this abundant issue seemed to me but hope of orphans and unfathered fruit. For summer and his pleasures wait on thee, and thou away, the very birds are mute. Or, if they sing, tis with so dull a cheer that leaves look pale, dreading the winter's near. Sonnet 98 from you have I been absent in the spring, When proud-pied April, dressed in all his trim, Hath put a spirit of youth in everything. That heavy Saturn laughed and leapt with him. Yet nor the lays of birds, nor the sweet smell Of different flowers in odor and in hue, Could make me any summer story tell. Or from their proud lap, pluck them where they grew. Nor did I wonder at the lilies white, nor praise the deep vermilion in the rose. They were but sweet, but figures of delight drawn after you, you pattern of all those. Yet seemed it winter still, and you away, as with your shadow I with these did play, from Elizabeth Barrett Browning's Sonnets from the Portuguese. Sonnet 15 Accuse me not, beseech thee, that I wear too calm and sad a face in front of thine. For we too look two ways, and cannot shine with the same sunlight on our brow and hair. On me thou lookest with no doubting care, as on a bee shut in a crystalline, since sorrow hath shut me safe in love's divine, and to spread wing and fly in the outer air were most impossible failure, if I strove to fail so. But I look on thee, on thee, beholding, besides love, the end of love, hearing oblivion beyond memory, as one who sits and gazes from above over the rivers to the bitter sea. Sonnet 24 Let the world's sharpness, like a clasping knife, shut in upon itself and do no harm in this close hand of love, now soft and warm. And let us hear no sound of human strife after the click of the shutting, Life to life, I lean upon thee, dear, without alarm, and feel as safe as guarded by a charm against the stab of worldlings, who, if rife, are weak to injure. Very whitely still, the lilies of our lives may reassure their blossoms from their roots, accessible alone to heavenly dews that drop not fewer, growing straight, out of man's reach, on the hill. God only, who made us rich, can make us poor. 
Sonnet 29 I think of thee. My thoughts do twine and bud about thee, as wild vines about a tree put out broad leaves, and soon there's naught to see except the straggling green which hides the wood. Yet, O oh my palm tree, be it understood I will not have my thoughts instead of thee, who art dearer, better. Rather, instantly renew thy presence, as a strong tree should, Rustle thy boughs and set thy trunk all bare, and let these bands of greenery which ensphere thee drop heavily down, burst, shattered everywhere, because in this deep joy to see and hear thee and breathe within thy shadow a new air, I do not think of thee. I am too near thee. 